All right. If you follow my uh, Facebook at all, or even my uh, Twitter, you'll know that uh, recently I've been upset with Google, one, for blocking my this show on YouTube, and two, I spent four days coding a project that I put aside that I wanted to build into a, a Google Chrome plugin that allowed you to make telephone calls and receive telephone calls right in the Chrome browser without having to visit a web page. It would pop up a window and, and say, hey, you have an incoming call or let you dial a call just by clicking on the application, dialing the number, selecting from the address book. Like this is something that I've been wanting to build and it worked in manifest version two, but manifest version three broke everything. It's Monday, October 31st, and it's spooky here at the brew house. Okay, so everybody listened to my episode or hopefully listened to my episode about when going to ClueCon out in Chicago and and the time I had out there and enjoying meeting my friend and and um, just visiting the city and but really spending a lot of time coding. That's what I really wanted to do while I was gone um, on this trip by myself is I wanted to spend a ton of time just writing code just behind the just behind the keyboard and and working on this extension that I've been wanting to build for a while. Now I've built test extensions of this in the past using manifest version two. First, let's take a step back. What is manifest version two? What is manifest version three? All right. So Google Chrome allows you to install extensions from their extension store, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you call it. Google play store for Chrome. I don't really know the name, but anyways, manifest version two is basically an older way to write the plugins. They have different API calls that let you do certain things. Um, Manifest version three is basically just the newer version of that, supposedly the better, more supercharged version of the the extensions API. So I had originally built this using using an application called JSSIP. JSSIP is a JavaScript layer that takes and kind of obfuscates SIP over WebRTC. I know that's all really complicated, but let's just put it this way. WebRTC is like how Zoom works. It's like how a lot of the live conferencing stuff that you use on your computer works. That's how video is and audio is carried over the internet in real-time communications. In fact, at ClueCon, they talked a lot about WebRTC and how much of the future WebRTC is going to be. Anyways, in Manifest version 2, Google had what was called backgrounding scripts. So you could have an application be running in the background at all times. So what I did is, as part of SIP, is you have to be connected to the server, and you have to kind of like re-authenticate every once in a while. And that would run in the background all the time. So all of the connections, the call audio, everything happened from the background script. The front, the foreground program, which is like what you see when you're when you're using um, Chrome, you click on the extension and maybe you can, you know, you, know, you interact with the plugin. That can communicate with the background and the background could communicate with the foreground. I mean, it was it was kind of like a seamless venture, but the, but the, but the benefit was is that the backgrounding script was always live. It always was running. Okay, that's Manifest version two. 
Manifest version 3 completely gets rid of that. It's gone. Your plugin can no longer run in the background. So they, they replace background workers with what's called service workers. And a service worker is only meant to be alive for about five minutes, maybe when the application is installed or changed or uninstalled, whatever, or launched. Like it'll run for a few minutes, but then it kills itself and it can be waked back up and used again for about the five minutes. I mean, it's completely different than the old backgrounding script. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's wrong. It's whatever. It's Google's right to do this. But I want to talk about something else that they did. Something else that, in my opinion, is a little more sinister. Yeah, okay, the plugin that I spent four days working on just won't ever work because the service worker doesn't have access to the DOM. Which the DOM is like everything you'd see on the web page, right? That's, that's the Dom. Like when you see a picture that's in the Dom is what that's called in HTML world. I don't want to talk really about that. So what my plugin doesn't work. I still enjoy the time coding. I enjoy WebRTC. I enjoy SIP. I enjoy open SIPs and RTP engine and all of these things. Like it was kind of all a synergistic project for me anyways. I just wanted to build something and it works. If uh, you can pop it open, you can make calls, you can do all of that stuff. I mean, it works. It just doesn't work in a way that I would be comfortable putting it in the store and letting people use. Okay, I want to talk more about the sinister thing that Google is doing. So we're all familiar with with pop-up blockers like uBlock Origin. Um, there's another one, Web Blocker or something it's called. I don't really know. I use, I use uh, uBlock Origin. And Google deprecated version 2, um, I think, like, 2019 or 2020, something like that. Deprecation means that it's in line for not being able to be used anymore. You can no longer submit any apps to the extension store that are using manifest version two. You have to switch to manifest version three, but I want to focus specifically on pop-up blockers and content blockers. Okay. So part of building an application for a school is that um, if it uses the internet, um, the machine itself has to be SEPA compliant. SEPA is like an order by the FCC from the 2000 era where stipulated that you must have web filtering enabled on any E-rate eligible, eligible service like internet. So if they use E-rate money or government money to buy internet at schools, they have to have it be filtered. Now in 2000, this was easy. This was so easy. The whole internet was not HTTPS. Uh, now the internet's all HTTPS. You could, you could on the edge of the network, you could read the content of the web page. You could decide if you wanted to block it at the firewall level easy as pie. Now you can still do that, but you have to break the trust relationship. What you have to do is you have to install a key on the, the Chromebook or on the iPad or whatever the device is that basically says the Fortinet is the whole internet. And so it can take the packets, open them up and then send them on later if it wants to like basically re-encrypt and, and do the communication later, sort of acting as a proxy. Now this, this method isn't wrong. Uh, Software like AMP Blackhawk uh, or um, uh, GoGuardian, they they proxy most of the traffic anyways. But that's not the problem that Google broke. You can still proxy. You can still install a certificate. You can still do all of that. What they in particular broke is content monitoring. So back in Manifest version 2, we have a thing called Chrome.WebRequest. It's, it's the API call that you use to actually see what's happening with the page. And from Google's description, it says... Uh, use the Chrome.WebRequest API to observe and analyze traffic and to intercept block or modify requests in flight. Okay, what does that mean? It means when I go to a website, say Twitter, and I'm going to make a tweet 
uh, and I say, I'm going to punch that guy and I hit enter before it goes to Twitter, it comes to my plugin and my plugin can analyze that for bullying, say, and I could send a request over to um, the administration and say, Hey, John is sending naughty stuff to people on Twitter. You should really talk to him or I could, and, or I could put a pop-up in front of the student that says something along the lines of, Hey, this might be considered bullying. You should consider rewording or thinking about what you're going to write. It can also catch, we can also catch things like kids looking at bad pictures and like we can do more, we can do more analysis of the traffic before it gets to the student or gets to the internet. They're replacing it with this thing called declarative net request. And I'll read you the description of declarative net request. The Chrome, Chrome, dot declarative net request APIs used to block or modify network requests by specifying declarative rules. This lets uh, extensions modify network requests without intercepting them and viewing their content, thus providing more privacy. No, that's not. The thing is, is when you go to the, when you go to the extension store and you want to install an application that you say is okay to read your requests, that should be enough for Google to not do this. I say that uBlock Origin can see my traffic. I'm okay with it. I know what they're doing. And if you and if you watch my developer console going to Google, you can see all of the requests that it blocks going to all of the different ad companies. Like I've used the internet recently without ad blocker and it is terrible. It is awful. Like it's a cancer. It's ads everywhere. So what is Google doing now? So they've decided that if you have an enterprise license, which is what schools have, you can keep your web request API. But if you're a normal Joe Blow with just a Google Chrome, uh, the Google Chrome browser, you can't. It won't work. There are companies that are trying to make this stuff work, but unfortunately, it's going to break ads. You're basically you're going to be displayed ads. That's that's the whole point of this. I mean, this is all about Google's bottom line removing the web request API. It's bad for the people. It, it, maybe you're just a maybe you're just a home user that wants to install a web ad a porn blocker for your kid. Well, it may not work unless you're unless you're using the proxying part of it where you install a, a insecure certificate. The proxy in the middle can actually tear apart the packet and see what you're doing rather than it having to be done on your own machine. I don't know any other way to describe this other than this is all about Google's bottom line. This is all about Chrome's bottom line. There's no reason to remove this. They, they're they using it under the guise of privacy, but it's not that. The thing about Chrome plugins, open them up. It's all written in HTML, JavaScript. I mean, we could see if these guys were sending data to themselves uh, about your web browsing habits. And sometimes we agree to that stuff like... You know, maybe uBlock has a deal where it says I can send over a page I think should be blocked. You know, I think it's okay. All I all I can say in this, and I'm not going to get too much more in depth, is it's obvious from my perspective that Google knows exactly what they're doing by getting rid of the web request API for the everyman, because the everyman is the person that is seeing the ads and spending the money and making Google money, I guess. 
And by removing the web request API, that that that's all it was. It has nothing to do about furthering technology. It has nothing to do about privacy. It has all to do with Google being able to display more ads to more people all the time. I mean, we could go into the getting rid of the backgrounding script too. And there there is a little bit of like a, a reason to say that what they did was okay there because other browsers are taking up the same model. And I think, you know, if you if you had a plugin that was kind of running out of control uh, in the background script, it would drain the battery faster, that kind of stuff. So maybe there's a reason to use service workers, but it really does break the functionality of what was great in the Chrome extensions. Now, I know I know I went over a lot of technical stuff in this episode and I don't usually get technical, but I did want to get this out there. It's Google's right to do whatever they want to do, but I just it's unfortunate because I think it's a step backwards for their browser and a step backwards for anyone that uses their their platform, you know, but Chrome is a free product and when it's a free product it means that, you know, you're the product. So, I hope everyone has a great Monday and I'll see you on the next one.